Hey there, and welcome to the University of Louisiana System Management and Leadership Institute podcast series, Building Competencies for Our Future. I'm your host, Josh Hartwell. This podcast series focuses on a series of competencies that each participant explains in their own individual episodes. As you listen to these explanations of these competencies, you'll hear how they can be applied to both the student population or to a faculty, administration, or a staff of a higher education campus. In this episode, we cover the competency interdependence. Dr. Tanisia Mallory serves as the Executive Director of Strategic Initiatives and Chief Diversity Officer at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. In this role, she is responsible for leading institutional efforts to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as ensuring that underrepresented groups have equal access to educational opportunities and resources. She is a member of the graduate faculty teaching doctoral level courses in the College of Education. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Building Competencies for Our Future. Welcome to another episode of the University of Louisiana System Management and Leadership Institute. I'm your host, Josh Hartwell. It's great to be here. And with this time, Tanisia Mallory, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're here to talk about your competency, which is interdependence. And interdependence, I'm sure, has a a specific use within um, the purpose of this institute. So if you could briefly, um, and in however way you would like, define interdependence in this case. Sure. Interdependence is really just thinking about the connection and the relationships among independent units uh, with the goal of operating as a single system. So it involves collaboration, teamwork, uh, really with a goal of forming new insights and knowledge. Awesome. And and I'm sure in a uh, university system, this is uh, pretty crucial to how it operates, right? Yeah. I think, you know, from a system perspective, we've seen a lot of opportunities to collaborate with faculty and staff across the system, which has really benefited our own individual capacity to do well uh, in our own roles at our own institutions. And I would say that, you know, the the Management and Leadership Institute uh, is a great example of a a format that allows us to come together with a cohort of, of collaborators uh, and, and like minds across the system to come up with new and innovative projects. That's great. And I, I think um, since, it, since it is so crucial um, from, I guess, when it, when it, when it comes down to, and, and we've kind of touched on this with each competency, but when it, com- when it comes down to the university students, uh, why is interdependence so important? Yes, I think we're living in a world where, you know, we're starting to realize and and recognize and appreciate the fact that, you know, students go into higher education, oftentimes they have a desire to major in a specific area, they have a discipline that they're really passionate about or interested in. Um, And historically, you know, we have a tendency to think about education in a very siloed way. We organize students by colleges and by departments and programs, and we focus their curriculum in a very specific area. 
Um, but as the world is evolving, I think we're coming to an appreciation of the fact that, you know, in order to solve really complex problems, we need to come together across disciplines. And so thinking about how we as administrators and faculty members, how can we equip our students to be able to engage with other people who have a disciplinary perspective or a background um, perspective that is unlike their own and brings a different perspective to the problem. Uh, it really spurs a lot of creativity and it, it encourages us to think about old problems in new ways. I'm sure interdependence has been, a, a, in this case, um, and like you were saying, uh, re relying on, on other maybe professions or, or areas of life that you wouldn't expect. And I'm sure that was present over the past 15 months with the COVID-19 pandemic and how universities have had to adapt and maybe even get deeper into a, a sense of interdependence with other universities, with other companies and so forth, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with the pandemic in general, the past year has really brought forth a lot of issues like um, healthcare access, um, disparities within our community. We've seen disparate impact of the, of the pandemic on various communities. And so we're starting to think about how various aspects of our, our experience as human beings, it really pulls on different aspects of expertise. So we think about, you know, the public health professionals, but we also think about, you know, the biologists and the researchers, but we also think about folks that are manufacturing PPE. We mm. think about, you know, all the different hands that come into play to help contribute to um, getting us through this pandemic and, and making it through to the other side. It really has been a collaborative effort across so many different sectors in order to move us forward. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I, I hate that we have to keep referencing the, the pandemic and, and, but it just taught us as people, but more importantly, universities so much that um, historically this is going to um, actually provide a resource in, in which these competencies that we're explaining in these episodes can be applied across all areas of life, which, uh, I find fascinating, especially when talking to each one of you um, as a host who who is a University of Louisiana System graduate from McNeese State University, as I mentioned in other episodes, that um, I couldn't even imagine uh, what it would have been like to see uh, how other, the university would have depended on other uh, other, whether it be cohorts or um, systems that that to I guess, adapt and push through this, this difficult time, which, um, like I said, has been monumentally, uh, different and, and has been probably society's one of society's greatest teachers in recent history. Yeah. I think the UL system in particular has stepped up, you know, in this pandemic environment, I think, you know, all of our worlds were turned upside down when we had to shift to a completely remote environment. Um, I'm thinking back to last summer in particular, um, the UL system pulled together what was called the bridging the divide summer series. Um, and it was a collaborative effort across the system, but it was organized by the UL system office pulling together the resources of faculty and staff and administrators across the system to pull together a series of nearly 70 professional development workshops over last summer um, that was aimed at 
helping to bridge the digital divide, not only helping faculty and staff members understand how to engage their students digitally and in online environments, but also developing content that helps those faculty and staff members to be able to address the competencies of their own students to be able to um, effectively learn in an online environment. And I think that pulling that together in a systematic way, having people across the system contribute to building that, um, that professional development series and then having it available to faculty and staff across the system was an exemplary example of how the system came together in a really tough time to provide a resource that was so needed in that moment. Which I guess leads me into the question of, you know, and you've kind of answered it already, but you know, wh why specifically for faculty, staff, and administration, and, and I guess from an administrative standpoint, um, interdependency is reliant. Uh, I'm not sure how an administration specifically would uh, be interdependent on who they would be interdependent with. So could you kind of elaborate on, on that aspect? Yeah, I think from the faculty, staff, and administration side, I think, you know, again, as, as, as higher education institutions, we often think about our work in a silo, and we often think about our role as being, you know, very much within a specific scope. Um, and being someone like myself who uh, works in the role of being a, a chief diversity officer and thinking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, perhaps this is why I, um, I'm so inclined to think from a systematic perspective perspective is that you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion touches every aspect of a higher education enterprise. And so a person in a role like mine, I can't afford to sit in my office and do the work alone. I have to be able to collaborate. I have to be able to um, build bridges across difference and, and help other people understand the value that diversity, equity, and inclusion brings to their own work. And so I think as we think about these core competencies that we are trying to equip our students with. And we are really just preparing the next generation that will go out into the workforce, whether they're gonna be the professors of the future, whether they're gonna go out and work in industry. Um, we're really just trying to prepare them to be able to think about all of these issues that really touch and affect so many other people. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, from the faculty side, I think a lot about teaching and research. And I think about, you know, the fact that a lot of our research institutions in particular recognize the benefits of interdisciplinary research. You know, we're finding that pe uh, people with various disciplinary backgrounds are coming together and collaborating with folks who have backgrounds very different than theirs. And the funding agencies are recognizing the value of that. I mean, that leads to much more innovative problem solving, much more innovative research outputs, and, and the money is behind it. There's a lot of grant opportunities available for interdisciplinary work. And so having a value for um, understanding why it's important to bring together people with different perspectives, really motivated by a desire to, to tackle society's biggest challenges, um, I think that's really what drives this work. Absolutely. And, and, and when it comes to um, when, when it comes to maybe implementing interdependency, like let's say a student population, um, doesn't really, a student population's culture doesn't really fully have, uh, interdependency present within, um, how, how can that be implemented from, uh, a student population standpoint? 
Yeah, one of the things we talk about a lot on our campus is intercultural engagement. You know, we have a tendency to interact with people that are just like us. It's part of the human condition that we are attracted to people that have our, our same background and experiences, that we, we feel comfortable engaging with people that we feel like we have a common experience with and that we can have easy conversation with. Um, and so one of the, the conversations we often have on our campus, especially from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective, is how can we um, push ourselves to go outside of our comfort zone and engage with folks who have a cultural background that is different from our own. And so thinking about how, you know, learning from people who have a background that is outside of our own experience, that allows us to, to be able to find common ground, but also to uh, examine and understand how we all exist within this, this this bigger system um, and how dynamics within that system can impact some communities differently than others. And so having a deep understanding of how the world operates in terms of systems, um, that really can come from that intercultural engagement and, and really having appreciation for understanding those differences. Absolutely. And I think from, I, I've mentioned this before in, in another episode, but it, it's uh, applicable here in a sense of, I, um, I know when I got to a, to my university experience, um, I had gone to school with, or I started going to school with people, uh, kinds of people that I've never been, had gone to school with before, but, and it's not just people of, of different cultures. It's also a, a different culture of a state. Um, uh, and, and it was very strange to me that it was, uh, I was, I was only two hours away from Lake Charles growing up, but mm -hmm. 30 minutes over the border of Louisiana, there's a completely different way of life. There's a completely different way of celebration of doing things. Mardi Gras culture, all of that, um, was, was definitely a, a, a game changer in my, in my experience. And it was from the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, those are the those are the moments that I live for as an educator, right? To, to be able to be in the room. I love being in the classroom um, and having those moments where I'm able to facilitate conversations among my students who I know have different backgrounds and different experiences, encouraging them to be able to share those in a safe environment where, you know, free of judgment um, and really able to be able to appreciate civil discourse, uh, being able to come to the table with perhaps differing opinions, differing views, uh, but respectfully, uh, you know, sharing those and learning from other people's perspectives. I think that is such a rewarding aspect of being an educator and, and being in higher education. Absolutely. And, and that's present amongst, I think, um, uh, I think, obviously, maybe not elementary level, but, you know, it, I think, it, I think it's present in multiple levels of education. Me, myself being an educator, a music educator, I've, uh, that gets me excited as well. And, um, and I know, I know being part of a staff or a faculty, um, sometimes it's, it's a little tough to implement a, a certain culture, a certain way of doing things that you, that administration wants to, um, uh, execute throughout, throughout the way their faculty does things, but how, how can interdependency be implemented from that aspect? Just like how we talked about how it's important for them. What if, uh, what if that, uh, that level of a university is lacking in, in interdependency, how can they implement it? 
Yeah, I think one of the things from a faculty and staff perspective that I think uh, is, is relevant here is that, you know, one, there's a professional development aspect of it. And then two, there's also an incentivizing way of doing it. So the professional development side is all about educating faculty and staff about the importance of inter interdependence. Um, you know, I think it's a different way of doing the work. I think so many people are traditionally conditioned to, to, to work you know, on their own and, and not necessarily to collaborate with certain areas that traditionally maybe they have never collaborated with. Um, and so learning about the benefits and why it's important, I think is an important aspect of this work. But I also think that there has to be some sort of incentive to do it. I think tying it to things like professional development, tying it to things like performance management, tying it to things like um, the tenure and review process. So all of the ways that we evaluate faculty and staff members, if we can give them opportunities to demonstrate that they have explored such a competency, that they've developed themselves and learned about how to be better in these areas, and then how they've applied what they've learned in the workplace to be more collaborative with their with their co-workers or to pursue those interdisciplinary research opportunities um, I think that would strengthen uh, the ability to get people bought in uh, and mm -hmm. to get people to start to evolve the culture into a culture that embraces interdependence yes uh, and I, I think that's a that's a, a way to put it in a sense of maybe like incentivize sometimes has a maybe a negative connotation. it's not anything uh anything that would mean a negative connotation it just simply i think by by the benefit of all these competencies competencies i think it would be important to implement them and make sure they're implemented whether it be through a system that is um, understood from the beginning uh, of a faculty member's tenure there or a um, a sense of maybe implementing it. And we've mentioned this in several episodes of maybe implementing it from a student's perspective in like a freshman orientation course or, yes. uh, and ex or I know I took one of those where it was like, you know, here's the, where you can go to the library. And then, you know, there is, it was almost like a, like a navigation course, but, uh, but you can also include these competencies and knowledge of them um, in that aspect. Absolutely. I think you can embed it in the curriculum. Certainly orientation is a really great place to introduce it to students as they're coming into the, the uh, institution. But also, you know, there are opportunities to look at the general education curriculum, the courses that all, all students are required to take. I think, you know, looking at things like core competencies that we, we agree are really important for all students to, to learn how to do. Um, it's really important as we review our curricula to see where those skills are being developed in the classroom. Um, and I think also, you know, thinking about ways to engage all sorts of stakeholders across the university in that, in that endeavor. So, you know, as we're educating our students, are we also connecting them to mentors that have demonstrated interdependence in their work? Are we giving them um, applied examples of why interdiscipline, uh, interdependence and interdisciplinary work uh, applies to the workforce and applies to these complex problems that they want to go out and be able to solve? So, you know, I think uh, really engaging our students on a deep curricular level, but also thinking about co-curricular learning, thinking about, you know, the student organizations that our students are a part of, thinking about how we engage them socially, emotionally, um, from a health and well-being perspective, 
thinking about how we are supporting the whole student, I think is also really important. Yes. And I, I think if, if in any case, um, interdependency, and I, I, I think that is 100% displayed through a, a great mentor. And I happen to have a couple of them that have um, provided examples for me in that interdisciplinary and that interdependency. So that was very well said. And, um, and I think a lot of people listening to this episodes, uh, to these episodes and in this episode specifically will be, uh, will be happy to, to, to know that this could be achieved through multiple areas and multiple avenues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Tanisha, do you have anything else, anything else for interdependency? No, I think we covered it. That was really fun. Thanks for taking the time out. That concludes this episode of Building Competencies for Our Future. To learn more about the University of Louisiana System or the Management and Leadership Institute, be sure to check out ulsystem.edu. Also be sure to tune into our other episodes in this podcast series to learn more about these competencies from our very knowledgeable participants. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.